Thanks for tuning in to Upward Way Podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved, and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today serves as the Health Minister's Director of the Central Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventist Churches. Mrs. Dion Henry, welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Brother Walters. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on our show just as well. Could you share with us a little as to what entails being Health Ministries Director of the Central Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventist Church? What is your, say, job description? Well, being the Health Ministries Director, I have overall responsibility for coming up with programs and activities that is going to promote wellness, wellness promotion and protection for the constituency of Central Jamaica Conference, which is Manchester, Clarendon, and St. Catherine. And that means mobilizing um, teams of persons, mainly our health professionals and our health promoters, to help take the program into our churches, which is at the local level. So from the strategic level, I would be part of the team that would come up with the strategic imperatives and the strategies and all that comes with the, the management aspect of it. But I have to work with people. And these are persons who are in our churches and they are the ones which will help now to take it um, to a local level for both members and community. We know that the gospel ministry and the health ministry are interlocked. Yes, you can't separate one from the other. And so um, telling people about health and promoting wellness, it means telling them about Jesus. And so in a great part, um, health ministry is about telling people about Jesus and his power to heal. Yes, wonderful. Sounds like quite a lot that you have to do each each day. Right, that's correct. All right. I would say it goes without saying. So do you enjoy this aspect of ministry? Yes, I am enjoying it to a great extent. There are some aspects <laughs> um, or there are moments when there's not so much enjoyment, but it's a package. It comes together because when you decide to work for God, you have to expect that there are times when you're going to be um, targeted by the enemy. And those moments, you know, can be very lonely. Um, just you and God, you know, you have to uh, allow the, the, the chastening to happen and all of that that comes with um, serving in ministry. Praise the Lord. All right, so just want to 
uh, find out now, you know, your faith journey. So right now you serve as Health Ministries Director of, you know, the Central Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventist Churches. But how did you start your faith journey in terms of becoming a Christian? How did that happen? Well, I grew up in an era uh, when children went to church with their parents. I am from rural St. Elizabeth. And I recall I have early years um, from as early as age six when I lived with my aunt who was, um, still is, a Seventh-day Adventist, even she, though she's almost 80. And she took us to church because my mom had to go to another parish to seek employment to take care of her children being a single parent. And I recall going to a church which was just a little room on a property uh, uh, we call it um, uh, Mass Noel's Church as children. Um, it, would it, it, it was a cell group, now that I understand it better, which would later become the Carlisle Seventh-day Adventist Church. So those are my early recollections. Uh, in my preteen years now, my mom came back home and I went to live with her. And she was a Sunday worshiper and I had to go to church religiously on a Sunday. I, go to, I used to go to street meetings a lot. And I remember being convicted um, one evening in a meeting of the, the need for God in my life. And so I gave my heart to Jesus at age 18 years. And um, thereafter, finishing high school, I went off to a college in Kingston, a major city. And um, uh, it wasn't long after that I had to do internship. And I thought boarding with a Seventh-day Adventist family. And I started going to church and studying. And the seed that was planted early, from as early as age six, you know, I believe it started to sprout. As I studied, I was convicted of the seventh-day Sabbath. And I recommitted my life to God. And it has been 24 years. Praise the Lord. The scripture that comes to mind is the one that says, train up a child in the way he should grow. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. From listening to your story, I, I can see the importance of early initiation because that was what um, would have created that background for your walk with Christ. So what has that journey been like overall? Interesting. Uh, and it's, it's also guided by what I read in the scripture. So I've had moments of victories, I have had some moments of failures, but I have stayed the course. I have not left the church uh, because I realized that to go outside, it would be worse. And there's nothing better out there. I think I learned that quite early, that irrespective of um, whatever my experiences are, um, that I should stay with the church, stay anchored allow my faith to grow. So um, I, I, I believe um, um, God would sometimes look and said, oh, Dion, there you go again. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes I'm up on the mountaintop and sometimes I'm down in the valley. Um, but it has been rewarding. I would not trade it, my experience with God for anything. People invest a whole lot of time in developing their, their, let us say, their finances. They develop their family, 
themselves, but oftentimes they neglect the spiritual side. So how do you actively pursue spiritual growth? And I want to think that that description fits me, spending time to develop career and all of those things. But um, how do I develop my spiritual growth? I do um, readings from the spirit of prophecy. For example, every year I select two or three devotionals. I don't think one is enough for me. And so this year I'm doing uh, your high calling and ye shall receive power. And I'm reading the Bible as well. I usually start the Bible, Bible year along with other um, readings. I don't usually complete it within a year, but I continue. I'm not daunted. And then I would, oh, I have to pray. I have to pray. I have to cry out to God a lot because I realize the enemy wants to kill me. And so I talk to he who has power to protect me. And um, for me, praying doesn't necessarily mean I'm on my knees. You know, I could be walking around and I'm conversing with God. I'm working at my desk and I'm talking to him because I know he's everywhere and he's hearing and he wants me to. And he says he's never tired of hearing from me. So um, I, I cry out to him. I give praises a lot. Uh, I, sh I am thankful. And um, I think that's how I have managed to grow, interacting with persons of similar faith and those who are stronger. So sometimes you feel weak, you know, like you're not going to be able to make it. I draw on those persons who have that spiritual strength. I read um, educational material. I watch, well, I listen to radio, but I watch television like 3ABN and Hope Channel, uh, medium, any medium that will allow or facilitate growth. Attending church has also been a source of growth over the years. Studying the quarterlies, what timely, what timely lessons God has been giving us, especially over the last five years. You know, I give God thanks for a mix of uh, materials and experiences. Uh, my growth tool, just listening to personal testimonies and drawing from previous experiences that I have had and knowing that he who has taken me through will continue to do so. So it is a mixed picture, Brother Marlon. As I listen to you, I love what you're saying because I'm hearing now that you are making a deliberate attempt to ensure that you are spiritually uh, served. You know, the, the Bible tells us that the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So if we are not intentional, then we might be devoured. And so you have placed a barrier of protection around you to negate against what, being devoured. What I would say, um, Brother Marlon, that it has not always been like that. You know, I have commented quite a few times to some persons near me to say, you know, I wish I had studied more. Um, I spent many years studying to become a professional, and I think I did that very well. But um, I didn't always um, study the Bible as well as I ought to, or the spirit of prophecy. So I have learned, you know, and so I would say to somebody who is listening, I was not always there. So I am more deliberate now um, in my approach, and I give God thanks for second chances and for 
mercy and for grace. Having spent so much time to God, I'm sure that he would have relayed quite a lot of messages to you throughout the years. So how would you say that God speaks to you or maybe your preferred medium for God to communicate with you? I am so thankful that I live in an environment with trees. And in these trees, we have a lot of birds that come out. And I want to think that he speaks to me through his creative power. And every time I hear the birds in the early morning chirping, I break out into praise. You know, I give God thanks. I respond. And so I'm thankful for that. Every time that I'm able to pick a fruit from the tree or the trees in my backyard, you know, I'm able to give him thanks. So he's speaking to me through those trees and birds, you know. But I want to think that the medium that he best speaks to me is through his word, the Bible. Um, I literally hear him speaking to me as I read the verses or the chapters. And um, sometimes how he speaks to me is that he's encouraging me, he's inspiring me. But sometimes he's instructing me in righteousness. And sometimes it is, it's not always um, tasty. You know, it's painful, but it is necessary for my growth because he knows me best. And he knows the things that he needs to weed out of Dion's life. And so the word, the word, it will convict me. Sometimes it has me smiling, but sometimes I'm crying. And sometimes I'm just thanking him that he remembers me. I want to know what Bible verse or verses you would say have had the greatest impact on your life? I would say there has been several over the period. But the one that uh, I want to relate to uh, has to do with when I was just going through a period of transitioning in terms of um, employment, maybe in 2018, I remember being this very stable professional who had more or less everything, you know. I had um, an income, I had a motor vehicle, and all of that. And, and then the next moment, I had no income. I had no saving. I had no motor vehicle. And so Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But for me, it, I've rephrased it. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. All that I need. Because I realize that the material things, yes, they are important. But the investment in the spiritual aspect of one's life is what is key because I can lose all of these things. At one point, I thought I was, you know, was going to lose the very home in which I live in terms of um, paying a mortgage. And I remember, Brother uh, Marlon, that I went outside one day and I prayed over the, our home. You know, I, I asked the Lord to make a way so that I would be able to pay my mortgage. Because whatever I, the saving I had, I put it on the mortgage. And while I was there, I saw two little birds on the roof. <laughs> the birds again. 
And, you know, they were there just flopping their wings because it had rained the night before and they were wet. And then above them was a, a bigger bird, a sparrow. It was like um, just, you know, gliding up there. And the Lord brought back that scripture to me, you know, look at, uh, think about the sparrow. I don't want to phrase it, but in other words, they're not providing for themselves and God is taking care of them. And he told me that he would make a way. And interestingly, um, within another three or four months, I got a job. And it was at that point that the little savings on the mortgage would have expired. He came through right on time. When he says he will take care of us, he will take care of us. Yes, indeed. He's an on-time God. And as you say about that scripture, Jesus said, consider the sparrows, you know, they toil not. Consider the lilies, they labor not. But even Solomon in all his glory was not as arrayed as any of these. So that is indeed very interesting. And I, I can see that you are truly in touch with nature. So trying to link that story of you, your, your savings would have been, you could say, almost depleted. No income, not, not, not sure which direction you would go in. Did that cause you at any point to, to doubt God or maybe to cause your faith to wane so you could answer from any angle? Um, yes. Here I was thinking that, you know, I'm this, that my faith was there. You know, I'm going to trust God to take me through this period of transition. I'm sending out resumes. I'm waiting on the opportunities to, to come through. And um, while I'm doing that, I'm also saying to God, Lord, you know which doors you need to close and you know which one you need to open. But I had many down periods, many periods of doubt. When I think, you know, um, you know, maybe God has forgotten me. I knew I was in trouble. I was crying out to him. But, but I wanted a quick fix. I wanted a quick fix. I wanted him to, um, to make that job opportunity that I was eyeing to come through. I wanted the pain to go away. I wanted the uncertainty to go away. But I had to spend about six months in my backyard, you know, getting to know God. Yes. I, 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 I was there and I knew when the birds were born, I watched them learn to fly. I was in touch with the, the lizards. I watched them grow. I was there for months and things were happening, but it was my growing pains. I, I remember, um, you know, sharing with a close sister of mine and she said, Dion, be careful that you lose out on the blessing that God wants to give you. Because, you know, I was saying, why it is so long? You know, has God forgotten me? And because, I'm, you know, I doubted. There are times when I really doubted. The more I doubted, the more I cried out to him. And when you're in trouble, you really need to cry out. You know, he needs to hear. Um, but it, it was that he was refining me. And he knew at what point he was going to open that door for me. And he knew which door. Um, interestingly, none of the resumes resulted in a job. But it was a call. It was just a call. You know, it was just a call. And I give him thanks for that call. All right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying just to understand. You said none of those resumes resulted in a job, but it was just a call. Could you just, just clarify for my sake? Yes. 
um, meaning this particular um, um, job that I'm in, <laughs> working with my master and king, um, I didn't send a resume to the institution. I sent to many other institutions. And um, this is the one that opened the door, the door that I prayed about. I believe God has opened for me to serve in Central Jamaica Conference. Initially as administrative professional for 18 months and later this year in January as health ministries director. Amen. That, that, that is quite a testimony. There are many persons out there, they find it very difficult to trust in God. And as a result of this, there are many who have walked away from the faith. And I mean, I've heard different stories, different viewpoints. So for you, what are some of the reasons? I wouldn't ask for one, but you know, what are some of the reasons you would think based on your experience, many people have walked away from the faith? Uh, I think that um, the persons who walk, I think that they leave too early. And because in order to trust God, you have to know him. And the way to know him is to go through experiences. And it's usually a mix. You know, some are lovely and pleasant. But some of these experiences, Brother Marlon, they are painful, especially where they come from. If the experience you are going to go through is from somebody close to you, a brother or a sister, you know, somebody in the faith. Um, it can come with a lot of pain and hurt. And um, some persons are not able to, 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 to wrap their minds around it. And so sometimes they, they walk away from the church. You know, I hear it all the time that, you know, somebody hurt me. And um, I'm not going to say it is easy. Uh, was I tempted to, to walk away? Yes. Um, but, you know, you have to, Allow the Holy Spirit, yes, we need the Holy Spirit to help us to deal with these pain and hurt that comes from people that we need so much, you know, because we are social beings and uh, we need each other. But yet sometimes we hurt each other because we live in a broken and sinful world. And so if we are able to endure experience, number one, we will grow to another stage of strength. And we will be able to put down some roots so that when the next experience come, we can become a little bit more grounded. You know, I believe a couple of weeks ago, I was reading about, in our Sabbath school lesson, Cedars of Lebanon. And when I hear that they're not, it's not just only about roots that go down, but they are, the roots have formed cables which interlock and give us that grounding. I said, Lord, I need some of those. <laughs> I need to be grounded like the cedars of Lebanon because um, we are all tempted from time to time to walk away. But I just say, hold fast and pray for strength from the Holy Spirit and um, encouragement from those who are stronger and who are able to mentor us and to keep us grounded in the faith that we know so well. Just remember, um, one of the, the approaches that I've used over the years, you know, if someone hurts me, I try not to look at the person. I said, it is the enemy that is using the person to get to Dion. And it has helped, you know, but I tell you, sometimes it is painful, but it's part of the journey. The two things that I take from 
what you have said. It is that some persons have left too early. That's one. And for others, it's just to think maybe a little bit kinder towards those who may have hurt us. You have, been, you have been sharing with me that you have been enjoying your current assignment that you know you are on now, serving as once more the Health Minister's Director of Central Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventist Churches. But has God ever given you an assignment that you would just say, Lord, no, I, 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 I'm not interested in this. This is not for me. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I am a health professional. So, you know, over the years, I have served my church. Um, in that regard, and I have been able to go around to different churches and to minister in different ways. But um, I recall uh, maybe 20 years ago, <laughs> I can distinctly remember the conversation I had with God. Um, when churches would call me to give a sermon, I would find a way not to, to do it. I would say to the churches, you know, um, let me do the AY program instead. So I've done hundreds of AY programs. And I just never felt worthy enough to be going up there and, you know, delivering a message. And I, everything that um, I've run away from that God has really asked me to do, you know what he does? He gives it to me again, maybe at a later stage, but it always comes back. Uh, it's 20 years now, and I'm still being called on now to give sermons, and I said, Lord, if only I'd allowed you to start my growing process from then, but I was running away from him. So now I'm at his foot. <laughs> I am learning at the feet of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is my guide, and he is my strength. Yes, we can run, but we definitely can't hide, because where can you go? <laughs> what would you say would surprise most persons about you? I'm a shy person. Most persons would not believe that. But I am, maybe because they see me in the public light over the years. Um, but I would rather work in the background. You know, I would rather not be here doing this interview. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm a shy person. That's understandable, you know. Not everyone looks forward to being in front. Uh, is there something that you would say you're not good at that maybe... This is something I wish I could do well, but I'm just not good at good at it. Riding a bicycle. Oh, <laughs> I see. Well, if you were to live where I'm living, then that is something that you'd have to learn. That's one way of traveling here. Now, on a more, say, somber tone, in a conversation with someone who has never, ever heard about God, or maybe someone who has never stopped to think about God, what would you tell that person about God from your experience or, you know, who is God to Dion Henry? Oh, he, he is so many things to me. He is my friend, my confidant. Yes, I can trust him. Um, I don't consider myself a very um, trusting person or, or, you know, in terms of how I interact with people around me. But with God, I'm comfortable. I can share just about anything with him. He has been my provider. And, um, in terms, and he doesn't provide on my, my terms, you know. Um, he knows just when to come through for me. And I have watched him, um, done so, so many times at so many points in my life. 
So he, from small things to big things, he is my provider. He is my instructor in righteousness. Yes, he chastens me. Yes, sometimes he corrects me. And he does so because he has my greater good at heart. So while he is, and he does so using his words, the words in the Bible, and um, I am learning and I, I, I'm still learning not to run away, but to allow him to do that because he, he has my greater good at heart. So God is my healer. Yes, he's my healer and uh, my protector. I'm just so thankful to have a friend. And the friendship I'm referring to is the friendship of the Godhead. So it's the father, but he also gives us his son, Jesus Christ, who died for me. And so he brings uh, salvation to somebody like me, you know, and then the Holy Spirit, he's there every day speaking to me. Sometimes I don't listen to him and I have to go back and apologize, um, but he's always there guiding and directing. And I'm so grateful. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit guiding and directing. When I read the story of Joseph in the Bible, there are parts of his story that I would say mirror my own life experiences. Uh, is there a Bible character or Bible narrative that you would say mirrors your own life to an extent? Uh, I would have to say that there has been um, different ones over the period. What I was going through in 2018 as I transitioned in terms of my employment, not knowing where I would go. At one point, I felt like Abraham going on a journey, uh, but he trusted God. But the one that I would relate to, the Bible narrative now, uh, would be uh, those fishers of men. And I think of the Apostle Peter. Uh, I am coming from um, 26 years of employment in the public sector. I was there, you know. Yes, I am a Christian and I serve in the church, but my my great the greater part of my day was dedicated to that particular um, profession. As a nutritionist, I work as a program development officer in the Ministry of Health. That was my last employment. But now here I am as health ministries director, working in ministry. Um, it's about telling people about Jesus and um, praying for them to know who he is, their creator, healer, sustainer. And so I am learning at the feet of Jesus. All of this, he's teaching me every day. The Holy Spirit is available to me. And I am, like Peter, learning to fish for men. More men. One more. One more for the kingdom is a slogan that we use sometimes in Central Jamaica Conference. And um, yes, I do have times like Peter when I deny Christ. But I stay close to him. And he has been merciful and grateful that he still remembers me. Well, this question, um, so apart from health, is there any other profession you would love to explore? Certainly. 
COVID-19 has really changed the landscape quite a bit. And, you know, having, well, we are still going through it and the way we communicate has really taken on a new platform. You know, um, here I am on Zoom <laughs> talking to Marlon Walters in Japan. Um, I would like to do something in dig digital technology. I believe communication and health go hand in hand. And so that would um, allow me to reach and also to engage uh, more persons if I have a better understanding of it. So I'm using it, but I see there's much, much more room for growth. And so that has crossed my mind. By, by answering this question, you have actually answered another because the other question would be, if you could start a ministry, what would it be and who it would serve? So you mentioned digital, um, the digital side uh, in terms of having that communication going hand in hand with health. So it could be along the same line, you know, if you could start any ministry, whether it's something new or continuous, you know, what it, would it be and who would it serve? Well, I have always wanted, and I'm hoping at some point in my life, I will be able to start a soup kitchen. And uh, who would it serve? Um, persons who are food insecure. But it is that I, I like the uh, Ministry of Age, Ages, page 143, talks about um, Jesus' um, example of how to go about ministry. I believe I would be able to minister to persons, but there are a number of persons who do not have enough to eat. And um, that has shown up much more during this pandemic. And so I'm hoping that one day I will have that soup kitchen from which I can do ministry. And I'm still praying about it. I do pray that your ministry, well, your dream for ministry will become a reality. So, listeners, we have been speaking with uh, Mrs. Dion Henry. She serves as the Health Minister's Director of the Central Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventist Churches. Just want to say thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share with us today. But just before you go, do you have a final word, a parting word for our listeners? Yes, um, I thank you too for having me. Um, I would say to men and women, boys and girls. We are living in the time of the end. Uh, you know, the writing is all on the wall. And uh, now is the time more than ever to make our calling and election sure. So let us stay focused. Let us um, trust God with our health. And health for me is both spiritual, uh, physical, mental, social, you know, he cares about us. If we have spiritual health, we may have um, physical ailments and, you know, things that will cause us to um, not really be um, champion in health. But if spiritually, if we are okay, we can be sure that eternity will be ours. So let us invest in, in health, but above all in our spiritual health so that we can be there in heaven because this life is really miserable 
earth is really miserable and um, this cannot be it but heaven should be our goal you've been listening to the upward way podcast the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world.